want something more than just physical. It's been a while since you met someone original. Word. You spend your time drinking wine in your living room. All that good pussy can't find the one to give it to. Hello, friends. Hello, fellow shelter in place um, compadres. Uh, welcome to this podcast. It's called You Don't Know. It's a podcast about wine and, and bullshit. I'm Renee. And I'm Don. Hoping everybody's hanging in tight. It's been a rough two weeks. Uh, I'm ready for a day off. I have not had one in 12 days. So. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I'm tired. And uh, I might finish this bottle of wine because it is tasty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh the wine that i have chosen for this evening was something that i bought the day before we had a shelter in place order i got there in the nick of time mm. um this well they're delivering which is like shout out to all the bars and the wineries out there that are still delivering people the necessities yeah um, really <laughs> i need my doctor feel good medication yeah you are an essential <laughs> service just like all the dispensaries were, yeah. were allowed to stay open fuck yeah yeah um anyway so this bottle of wine comes to us out of excuse me i'm a little hiccupy comes to us out of <laughs> someone started a little bit early <laughs> <laughs> i actually ate like a huge salad so much so that my stomach's like a little bloated right now so uh yeah but i did start drinking already um we've got uh ladies and gentlemen non-binary folks queer and straight alike we have got a wonderful wine for you today is a white ventric and reds for a while. And it's like, you can't forget about the whites. And this one is not disappointing. Let me tell you, I'm already oh, like, yeah. I might just finish <laughs> <this up>. uh, <laughs> Which means I'll be I am sick sadly. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm sadly drinking a red. And it, it saddens me because it's not that good, actually. Like the, the wine that I had last time, mm. or episode uh, 38, was a real good wine. Real good red uh had the spices, but this is just like a normal, basic, <laughs> basic Becky over here. Mm, okay. Well, anyway, as I was saying, sir, um, <laughs> it is called Tete Duf, uh, which you could also translate um, as like egghead or like. Oh, wow. On top or something. Anyway. Um, it's it's a name that makes sense because it was fermented in a ceramic egg. So, mm. um, yeah. But this is a Sauvignon Blanc. It's a 2019, so it's fairly new and fresh. Um, if you look at it, it's a little bit cloudy, but it's also like a very beautiful golden sort of like hay color. Mm -hmm. um, mm, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here, like, needing to be alone. Um, yeah. <laughs> you guys want to get a room over there? <laughs> I know. Well, it's just been a while since I've had a wine that smelled like this or, like, tasted like this. So I'm just, like, super happy. Tell me. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like um, I'm getting, like, a, like a, like a, um, like an apple pie kind of, like, smell flavor to it, but not... Mm -hmm. um, that sounds kind of heavy. 
You know, like, like the crumbly kind. Yeah, it is. Yeah, heavy yeah. Oh, on the thick side. bro. Um, let, yo, let me. <laughs> but it's not sweet. It's like yeah. perfect. You know how like when you have a really good pie that's like not super sweet, it's got like that richness to it. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. and that you can put like some vanilla ice cream on top, and it would be like mm. perfect. Like it's a like you could even eat it with cheese or something. You know. Yeah. Uh, this is like that. Um, Damn add a little bit of weight to it uh it's it's beautiful and like i said it's out of south australia the um the winery that uh it comes from is lucy margot um and i want to read they have like this little let me see if i still have it up because i had to like restart my qualm my my qualm <laughs> i had to restart qualm. my chrome <laughs> put down the bottle <laughs> um but it was like it's just like this beautiful statement um about natural wine um let me just read it to you. It's really cute. Natural wine is simply wine made from grapes, but it is so much more because natural is not greed, capitalism, chemical, or control. It is a metamorphosis to allow the archetypal beverage to form. Therefore, natural wine cannot be made by greedy people. You must have a relationship with the vines that offer you their fruit, and it would be a sin to manipulate them with chemicals. They must be <laughs> organically. To adulterate, that sounds very culty. To adulterate nature's work by filtering, fining, or any addition, including small amounts of sulfur, is not natural. Um, I just thought it was like a really cute statement. There's another paragraph, but I'm not going to read it to you. Anyway, um, (laughs) that's cute, but also it sounds a bit culty. It's like, (laughs) no, I'm part of the natural wine cult. Uh, I'm here for it and I'm ready. Throw up already part of it. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I'm all about that natty. (laughs) That natty gang stand. I'm guessing we don't want to hear about your wine. No, it needs no intro. But we should get to what we're doing today. This is a very special episode. Talk about it. So um planning this for a month. (laughs) (laughs) What's funny is I haven't even watched the trailer until uh until like yesterday, I think. But we are gonna be doing a review of a show. Uh it's a new show on Netflix. I think it was produced by Netflix as well. Um it's a show called Uncorked, and it's about um this guy, African-American guy, comes from a very African-American background, and he's trying to hop in to the wine scene and become a, what is it called? Savant? Not savant. Uh, oh, my God. A sommelier? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that thing. Jesus. How long have we been recording? Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. You uh, Savant. Yeah. But yeah, that's what we're watching. I'm super excited. Uh, and so what we're going to do is we're going to pause this. There's going to be a cut. And then <laughs> it's going to go flow right into our view of of the movie and like what we thought. Yeah, I'm really excited, especially because it meets my criteria. I was like, oh, my God, there's a story about someone's journey into um, becoming a psalm. This is amazing. But I'm probably not going to be able to watch it because it's probably all white people. And then when I saw <laughs> I was like, oh my god. (laughs) The counter, I was like, watch party. We're doing this together. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Oh my god. This is actually perfect. So we were supposed to uh record yesterday and then do the watch party today, 
But due to work, I had to move things back. But I, I think it worked out great. This is great. So I can't wait to tell you all about it. <laughs> Coming to you live from our <laughs> from our own spaces. Yeah, so remote through Skype. <laughs> so first of all, if you're hearing this and you notice a difference in our speech, <laughs> um, I am very drunk. Um, I'm definitely almost at the end of my wine bottle, finished it by myself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Uncorked was amazing. Like, uh, the writing was good. I have a few notes that I want to go over, but overall, like I would, I would give it nine out of 10. Like it, it was amazing. Yeah. I shed some tears. Yeah. 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 I was holding them back. I was like, yeah. Hold it, hold, hold the head back. Hold, <laughs> hold the head back. Hide the tears. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it was amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. What was your initial thoughts? Initial thoughts. My initial thoughts are that it was entertaining. It was uh, what I wanted to see. Um, I liked the, uh, I liked the storyline. I liked the struggle. I liked the ending. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that um, it went the way that it did because getting your master's, uh, becoming a master psalm is like the hardest thing. And a lot of people, it takes them um, many, many years to get mm-hmm. to that level. Um, yeah. And if they would have made it easy, I would have been like, bullshit Bullshit. yeah yeah so spoiler alert if you yeah didn't heed our warning before um yeah spoilers ahead um so yeah he ended up not getting his uh master psalm degree um but yeah like you said it was definitely like something that it's not a one and done kind of thing i think you were Mm -hmm. saying it when we were watching that some people have tried for a full 11 years like yeah yeah and the thing is is that he what the movie was around was him obtaining his masters which is like there's levels to that that's the fifth level so he could still could have been levels in or he had to have been levels in in order to be taking that test anyway and being Mm. like a level four some or what have you is still like quite good yeah, um, he could have still been like very well off in the industry. So I, that part yeah. of the storyline like didn't make the most sense to me. Um, yeah, they made it but, seem like it was you were there or you're done. Right, which is not the case. Um, okay, I didn't know yeah. that, but okay. I mean, we talked about it before, but also it's the Illuminati. So until he joins the secret society, he's not going to pass the master psalm <laughs> anyway. You know, yeah. so like study all you want, bruh, but you got to get in with the with the folks. <laughs> with the crew, with the crew. Yeah, right. so the the story was amazing, and what I learned, like I have a new like forget the wine and stuff for like all of that, uh, all of that aside, that was amazing. But like the barbecue scene, so where mm-hmm. he's coming from, he's from I believe Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. 
Um, And so his dad runs a barbecue shop. And so the whole storyline is his dad trying to get him to run, be the next generation to run the barbecue Mm -hmm. shop. Uh, and so we kind of get a sense of not only how wine is studied, but also how barbecue and like ribs are studied. Like there's a point in the, in the movie where he was going through a, um, a, uh, wood, like, like, I don't know. I don't even know how you call it, but like a wood kind of, uh, where you get the logs to cook the meat. And he was like, no, I don't want these logs. I want these logs. I was like, damn, I didn't even know that it was that specific. Where, <laughs> So you kind of got to see two sides of masters, quote unquote, yeah. at their craft. And so one was wine and one was barbecue, which was really nice. Yeah, yeah I, I really liked that aspect of it because basically what he was saying is that there are specialties in just about everything that you do. If you want to do it at um, a higher level then there are, you know, specialties or like special techniques or there's like, mm-hmm. it's a craft, right? Yeah. Um, it's like that with a lot of the foods that we eat. And I, that's why I liked for like the beginning of when we started our podcast, how we would get tacos a lot, because I feel like if I can't drink this wine with my everyday food, that is mm-hmm. also actually delicious, even though it's not, yeah, this isn't like Michelin star rated, taco or whatever yeah um or you know it's not like james beard war you know like it, yeah yeah for sure but this is a bomb ass taco like yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's similar to their shop so like in the storyline um his dad wasn't like a huge they were known in tennessee but they were open their second shop so this wasn't like a, a chain or anything and so you know they have their own special like family secrets and stuff so yeah i don't know i loved it also it made me miss barbecue like i lived in texas for a little bit and (laughs) it was making me want to go to those like whole even in even in florida when i lived in florida like there was a place i used to go to on my way to um on my way to the beach in uh lakeland Mm-hmm. And it was like this place that my ex um, had gone to when he was going to school there. And it was just like, it looked like a house and it had a window out the side of it. Best barbecue. Oh <laughs> yeah. Best yeah. barbecue. We would get it on the way to the beach and then we would just eat it when we got there. And let me tell you, oh, <laughs> so good. So yeah. good. And, uh, you know, I love the bay for all for all that it has. but. Man, I haven't had any good barbecue like that in a minute. And I'm yeah. lit right now. So I <laughs> yeah. get on a plane and go. <laughs> I'm like, and what, I what I would it do for some barbecue right now? <laughs> Can I get that cornbread? <laughs> yeah, so you, have, you have two things going for you. First of all, flights are cheap. And second, barbecue is an essential service. So it you is. have those going for you. <laughs> I just want, I want some barbecue, I want some cornbread, and then normally you can get, like, some cobbler or something like that. I like mustard sauce. I like that North Carolina mustard sauce. Mm, Okay, that's where we differ, but, okay. Whatever. (laughs) I like to mix it. I like to mix it with the spicy barbecue and the mustard. Mmm. Okay. 
I also like to take my bread and I like to squish it into the like brisket or into the meat and make like little mini sandwiches while I eat it. Mm. For me, a barbecue is purely like the meat and sauce. Like sometimes like if I'm having like a sloppy joe, you know, I'll throw in some leftover no, I don't get no bread. No bread. Nah. It, it, bread is like if I'm having leftovers, like leftover meat or something, and then I'll get some bread. And yeah, sure. But nah. For, yeah, and the way we do it is just like purely the meat and sauce. That's it. We get um, maybe some coleslaw, some, you know, throw, throw it on the side. <laughs> throw it on the side. It makes me want to date again, just to date somebody from the South so I can go to his mom's house. <laughs> can I <laughs> get what y'all got going on? We should, definitely, we should definitely go to Houston and visit my family, but they will definitely think we're dating. And I'll, like... I feel like I would have to over-communicate, be like, no, <laughs> no, there's a barrier. <laughs> if that, Whatever it takes to get me some food. Yeah. My ex is yeah. from Texas, and he, he same, same situation from Texas, but his people are from Louisiana, like half and half, mm-hmm. Houston yeah. and Baton Rouge. And so I felt like I got Baton the Rouge. best. Okay. I felt like I got the best of both worlds. Like I would get boudin and I would get um, etouffee and I would mm. get beignets. Like we would some make gumbo. Beignets. You got some gumbo I know, in there? To, I know how to make beignets. Yeah, I know how to make. I know how to make a lot of Louisiana food. Actually, I should make some. Um, the but, gumbo uh, can't be dishwater. Can't be dishwater. I <laughs> look, look. I know how to make a good roux. <laughs> It's all in that burnt flour that you're supposed to make at a time. Um, but yeah, uh, I would get that and then like uh, crawfish boils and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. Mm. Yeah. 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 And as you're speaking of it, like it, I never really connected the art form of Louisiana food and like Texas barbecue. Like I never really saw too much complexity in it until I watched this show I don't know I just enjoyed it like I just oh this is great this is I don't know how to make it but it's great but now that I see like even the logwood that you cook it on and like I don't know all this stuff I'm like oh shit okay okay it matters that place that I used to go to uh in Florida they had um I think they even sold their wood on the side. Like they had like a special. Mm. Did it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When I lived in Texas. I used to get good barbecue too, but um, that, that Lakeland barbecue was good. You could actually buy the barbecue sauce in like a little um, styrofoam cup. You could buy extra barbecue. <laughs> <sauce. laughs> <Take home. laughs> yeah. Um, so going along with the story. So he was, in between doing the barbecue, like following up where his dad worked and his grandfather worked and studying to be a psalm. And so halfway through the movie, he decided to uh, actually accept and go to Paris. And he told his family that and his family raised like had a party, 
raise, uh, I think it was $3,000 for him to go to Paris for a month. And he did that for about, I think he had one month left until the major shift in the story. So spoiler alerts, his mom got cancer or the cancer came back actually. And uh, there was a point in the story where, you know, he gets a call from his family. Uh, his family's like, yeah, she's not doing great. She passed away. And then immediately he flies back. And I just want to take a pause right there and say, I, from, from a like director standpoint, I actually like the transition from when he was at Paris to the funeral. So there was no, there was no like, um, I don't want to call it, I don't know, this sounds wrong, but there was no sob story from him seeing the news or like hearing the news from his family to him uh, visiting his mom and stuff. That would have made me cry. That would have made me cry. I would have been like bawling my tears <laughs> if he had to like, visit his mom and... Visit yeah. his mom, say his last goodbyes, and you, you know what I mean, right? He didn't have any goodbyes to say. I mean, she was yeah. the impression that I got, and they didn't really, they didn't really go into it. Was that she was dead when he got the phone call? Yeah, I don't know if she was dying when when he got the phone call or not, but I think she was gone. I think she was yeah. gone, or at least on life support or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, I like that transition. I definitely still felt it as it like as he was like in the house with a bunch of people wearing black, which is very normal for a funeral. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I loved it. I'm just so I'm just so glad they didn't go to like the whole extend like 30 yeah. minutes of last words and like. You know, okay, doctor, cut the cord. Or I don't know. Well, so here's my summation or summary of like the whole um, thing is like you start off with him, you know, having this interest, right? It's when he meets mm. his girlfriend and stuff, because you know he's he's kind of like a wine nerd or whatever, and that intrigues this woman, um, which I would have been intrigued. I mean, he could have, you know. Got it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm saying, like, I'm spit on my drink. He <laughs> <laughs> could have got it to the face. But um, so, <laughs> like, oh, you an expert, huh? Okay. Back <laughs> that wine to me, Moo. Um, <laughs> oh, it's like Drake, huh? <laughs> So you mean you texting 15 year olds? Um, but yeah, so anyway, uh, so it starts off with that, right? And then um, can I just say the soundtrack to this or the score to this movie was on point from beginning to end. But yeah. uh, anyway, um, it goes it goes on to like where you can tell it's like this father son sort of like dynamic where the father wants him to take on the business. He doesn't want to. He sees a different path for himself. So it's like old trope. You know, we yeah. see. Right. Very. Yeah. The mom is like kind of like the bridge between the two. His dad is an asshole. And he was his dad was like a whole asshole, a whole entire asshole this whole time. 
Not like not like a like an outward asshole, but just one that's like, what the fuck is your problem, man? Like you got a chip it, on your shoulder. Yeah, I mean it's similar to my family. Like they're very loving, very caring. Like they care about your success. They care about like everything, but they're very simple minded. They're like, you have to do this. There's no other thing, <laughs> you know. Right. They have like one path. Yeah, one they have, path. They have one reality in which they live in, and seeing mm-hmm. out that is almost like so foreign that it's incomprehensible. Yeah. But his mother was like, of course, the supporter in this, right? So she's like, she she knows that there is something beyond even what she could understand, and and she's willing to know that like she can't understand it, but she wants to be supportive of her son yeah and like for example like she didn't know what a sommelier sommelier was but she was so happy for him to go to paris she was like yes go please right and but she not even before that she wanted to be supportive of whatever it was that was interesting him and to Mm -hmm. allow at least allow him that exploration whereas the rest of his family was sort of like he he ha ha you weird you know Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times, especially in uh, minority families, that comes into play when we're trying to find ourselves, right? Because I think society tells us that there's only one way that we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why I like stories like this, because it's like, there's not only one way that we're supposed to be. We can be a whole number of different things. Mm -hmm. I remember I was telling you about the show on my block. I was like, oh my God, it's like, how I grew up in Cali, but then these kids are kind of nerdy, which is also how I grew up in Cali. You know, mm. like you can be a brown person and not be an essay. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't have to be a <laughs> Batos Locos, you know, like you can be just like a normal kid and like just really, you know, trying to be all right. Um, yeah. Which I thought was really cute. Like it's a real cheesy show, but it was also like I liked seeing it because there wasn't really anything like that um, yeah. for, for brown kids growing up. Um, but yeah, so like the show is sort of like giving you a different aspect of what it is to be a black person, you know, who's mm-hmm. also interested in wine. And, and, and I liked that it was like, yeah, I'm different. That doesn't make me any less than or any more than. And then they play mm-hmm. into that. And I feel like I've felt that way sometimes too, where like sometimes when I visit people, they're like, oh, there goes Renee, stuck up Renee or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. why? Cause I'm trying to do something different i'm stuck up you know like i'm sorry i'm not on the same thing as you you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's not i don't think that better worse or whatever but i'm just you know like let me be different yeah anytime Um, i go home i try to educate like forget like the the olds i you would you you would say But the youngins, the youngins, I put on, you know, I put them on. Like <laughs> I'm like, yo. Yeah. This is how you can this is this is an option for you. Like this is how yeah. you can do it. Um so then he's going through all this, right? So like he's got his dad being a dick. He's got his mom who's like trying to bridge the gap and be supportive. He's trying to enter into this world that's foreign to him. He he knows he has an interest in it. He wants to pursue it. He's finding excuses. So his girlfriend is pushing him because she's like, look, you're coming up with a lot of bullshit. 
And, you know, everybody can find a reason to why not, but you you need to look for a reason why too. And I think that happens to a lot of us. I think that's normal for just about everybody is that the moment we hit roadblocks, we start thinking like, oh, this isn't for me. You know, mm-hmm. the moment something starts feeling uncomfortable, we want to run away from it instead of run through it, you know, or get over it or move around it. Um but thankfully he was pushed. His mom helped push him. She, you know, helped remove some of those obstacles and he went on about it and did that. Um, and I love the fact that she was still, you know, like, even though she was sick, like, what are you going to do for me? And I would have been the same exact way. Like mm-hmm. if I'm sick and I know that I'm on my last leg, I don't need you coming up over here, sitting and looking in my face. Yeah. I need you doing, you know, doing something that I know is going to better your life. I know that I need you to pursue something that I know is going to make you happy. And I think that, mm-hmm. um, I think that that's important. That's an important lesson in the, in the story. Mm. But then when she dies, I was like, Oh my God, you know? And he was like, yeah. tasting the wine that reminded him of her. That's when I lost mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That's when I started crying. I was like, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, and they were like showing little flashbacks of her and stuff mm-hmm. like how he was describing the wine and then they were like showing images of her i was like lord yeah it was like oh this wine has a little bit of sweetness and then they would flash to his mom right like yeah right. It, it was yeah. rough <laughs> i was yeah. holding back my head i was like no <laughs> no <laughs> um but uh but yeah and then you know he went on to like just help his dad out. I think he just, mm-hmm. you know, I think it took him sort of like giving up a little bit in order for his dad to see how much he really loved this. And so his dad ended up coming around and like supporting mm-hmm. him. His dad should have been supporting him from the jump, um, which is why his dad doesn't get a pass in this. I mean, I'm glad <laughs> that he, but get your shit together. You old as hell. And you should have known better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and then when it gets to the end or he dropped out, you know, so he could help his dad, his dad opened this new restaurant. Um, and then he, uh, and then he, um, takes the test. His dad comes to support him. He he's wearing his, he's wearing his grandfather's suit. It was so that, good. that was good. So his dad was like, here, here's the suit that your grandfather wore to apply to his loan to open his first shop. And mm-hmm. so that, that was amazing. I know he was like, so it's his lucky suit. He was like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, is this his lucky suit? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> a black man trying to get a load in the yeah. 60s. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. But I love that it ended with him like trying still. Mm -hmm. all you can do right that's all you can do you know pursuing a dream keep trying yeah so he ended up not getting it but uh he still kind of works on his dad's shop in the bar Mm -hmm. um and then he's still studying like he's still applying so yeah i don't know I do want to note that there was a part in the movie when he was sitting down having dinner with his dad and they were sitting and watching a game and they were at the bar and they had, they were getting ready to order their food, but they were ordering their drinks and his dad ordered whatever he ordered. And then, um, old boy was like, 
do you have whatever? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And so they started talking about wine. You're like, that's going to be me. <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh, we have this sort of wine. It's this year. He was like, oh, you know, I've heard a lot about it. There was a lot of hype, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I'm not about that life. And he was like, oh, we have this kind of wine. He was like, oh, okay, what year? He was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I don't know. It was amazing. Like, it's almost... I don't know. It, it it's similar to like when I started programming. It's like I don't know. It's a certain lingo that you get with other people that you that are that are outside of the realm. They won't get it. But like if you're talking with someone that knows it, then it's mm-hmm. like ah yes, I can right. speak this lingo with this person. So yeah. Well, we did I, recognize some things in it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like when he, he was like Mueller guy, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> the oh shit button <laughs> I remember that <laughs> yeah. or the scene song because we talked about that like there's been there were some like obscure different types of wine that we like knew which I felt really proud of and so that's what I want to speak on is like this movie taught me a lot about how to evaluate wine. It's funny. I don't know if you noticed this, but they go from how it tastes. Then they go to uh, like the region and where it's from and the year. It's like, okay, let's get the notes. Let's get the building blocks. And then the building blocks will tell me what region it's from or like, what year came from i don't know i found like i don't know it was just amazing more like i got us that study guide so we could start taking i need to pull it out like i i to be honest i haven't pulled it out since like our last uh wine tasting at lauren's yeah 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 well once we're allowed to be around each other again we should start our study group again that was fun i like i liked I liked the group study. It was a lot easier to do when there was like one varietal, mm-hmm. you know, able to just sort of like go through the list. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, that I don't know how they I don't know. Oh man, it makes me so hype, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, we just can how they line. started from little blocks and then like got to the region was amazing if you ever like seen um what is it called sherlock holmes like any sherlock holmes where he takes a small detail and then he goes to the bigger picture i'm like Mm -hmm. that's what they were doing and it made me so hype but yeah we'll get there it just takes time yeah we'll get there we should probably just be a little bit more um intentional when we do our studies yeah Um, yeah we should honestly hide like, we shouldn't even talk about the year and where it came from. Just talk about the notes. Just talk about the notes and try to guess. All right. We'll come up with a plan. Uh, I think that's it. I am right. super drunk. I have uh, a little bit left. A little bit of wine left. Probably another I'll glass. i half the bottle, so I will be all right tomorrow morning, which is good <laughs> because I'm trying to relax. I don't want to have a hangover and then also not be able to go get hangover food. <laughs> so oh, <my> yeah, <laughs> really bad. So, deuces. This has been episode 39 of You Don't Know. Sprit!
What is charcuterie? Man, it's, it's when you go to your hotel room and they got the cheese and the fucking pepperoni sliced on a little wooden board waiting on you. New jewelries, new taste level shit, she be schooling me.